It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Pod Diva. Hello, my lovelies, my gorgeous sun-kissed divas. You're listening to Pod Diva. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your weekly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. You may know me as the L Words Helena Peabody, but I'm also the host, the editor, the producer of Pod Diva, which is a carousel of interviews and original content that goes hand in hand with the world's leading glossy magazine for LGBTQIA plus women and NBs. It's a summary sapphic safe space for lesbianics and it's published by the awesome Linda Riley. Diva magazine is edited by the eternally effervescent the dazzlingly dashing, and the fireball of fun. That is Roxy Bordion, <laughs> our editor-in-chief, our lesbiantic leader, our queen of all queerness, our own ray of sunshine. Roxy joins me today on Pod Diva. Hello, Roxy. Hello, Rachel. How lovely. How <laughs> lovely to be your ray of sunshine. You, my darling, are my ray of sunshine and lovely pod diva listener. you also radiant and gorgeous as well. Thank you for joining us. People are listening all over the world, of course, but here in the UK, we are basking in a tropical heat wave. Oof. We're a little hot under the collar, <laughs> wherever you are. This is the especially energising episode of Pod Diva that pops up monthly when the magazine is still hot off the press. We call this episode The Debrief, and it's where we take a big, splashy, summary leap deep into the gorgeous, cooling waters of the magazine's features. <laughs> to bathe in their wonderfully insightful and empathetic tales of queer existence. I think it's lovely. Let's all take a dip in the, in the lovely lapping waters of Diva, my darling. I think it's great. I love this. Let's, let's all cool off and luxuriate in our wet queerness, you know? It's just funny. <laughs> it's just fun. It's a kind of magazine club talking about the world's leading glossy LGBTQIA magazine radiating activism, true tales, and celesbians. We like to call it a gorgeous glossy in your exquisite LGBTQIA ear. Do we not, Roxy? We blooming well do, Rachel. Yes, we do. We are queer and we are in your ear. Let's do this, baby. Roxy, how's your last month been? Not only have you had to put a gorgeous magazine together that radiates queer joy... You've also been busy doing Pride. I mean, how has that been? Oh my goodness. It has been hot and it has been gay. 
Pride Month is always, or Pride season really, isn't it? It's kind of the whole summer over here. Yeah. It's always a big one for us, naturally. Can't think why. So we love some Pride content. We've been covering different Pride events. We had our fabulous Pride issue. And we are currently, as we record this, we're getting ready for Pride in London. And Diva... Diva's got its own blooming float in the parade. (laughs) That's going to be so exciting. Always so fun when you're actually in the parade. Wave your flags, wave at the crowds and just enjoy it and soak up the gorgeous atmosphere. We're all really looking forward to that. Are you planning your outfit, Roxy? Are you going to be in rainbow colours? Oh my goodness. Can I reveal the Diva exclusive of what I wear? As obviously everyone's very concerned about that. Everybody's talking about it. Do you know what? I'm not sure. I'm sure there'll be a touch of rainbowness. I'm sure there'll be a touch of pride fabulosity. Yes. I need to audition a few dresses, I think, to narrow it down to find my perfect pride get-up. Because there has to be a perfect pride get-up. You have to be comfortable because you're in it for the day. It's probably going to be hot. You've got to be able to move because you want to be able to dance. I imagine you will be there for this power breakfast and you'll be there till the very end, the music and so on that happens in the evening. You'll be there throughout. So it's quite a precise little outfit you got to put together. No pressure. Yes. No pressure. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of pressure on a frock, isn't it? I've got a couple of rainbow tops <laughs> that I'm auditioning, like you say. So yes, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Good. In your pride season so far, Roxy, what's been your golden most shiny memory of pride so far this year do you know what it's already been such a fabulous pride season but for me i'm still not over diva's pride cover with amber whittington and the rainbows and the sparkles and amber being gorgeous and powerful and pridey i absolutely love beautiful got me really in the mood for the season so i think that's definitely one of my favorite pride moments so far yeah it was gorgeous i loved that cover it was so striking Mm. it just stood out yeah now before we dive under the covers together roxy uh. uh, (laughs) of this issue of diva and getting into all the features and articles roxy can we talk about our sublime cover star this month the sparkling the luscious Lucy Spraggan. Lucy Spraggan. Bloody love me a bit of Lucy. Lucy is such a diva fave. Of course, Lucy is a groundbreaking out lesbian singer-songwriter. And this is Lucy's third time gracing the cover of Diva. We can't get enough. No. So talented, so lovely, so gorgeous, and so many exciting projects coming up. Yeah, and she's a lot of fun, yes. Lucy. Yeah. She really enjoys life and grabs it, doesn't she? Yeah. And I can imagine being around her would be like a whirlwind of energy all the time. Yeah, absolutely agree with you on that. So driven. Really, Lucy's been doing stuff for, for quite a while and it's just amazing to watch the trajectory of that career go from strength to strength and for Lucy to bring that dynamism, that creativity, that sense of humour, that authenticity yes, into all new of things. So there's a new memoir coming up, a new album, loads of exciting stuff and it's a really nice interview that Diva Deputy editor Nick Crossara has done so definitely check it out yeah so that's a great cover there Lucy looks amazing there's also a very sweet short profile piece of Danny Minogue in the magazine who is hosting the Suffolk spin-off dating show on BBC three called I kissed a girl now Danny Minogue is of course the sister of la 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 Kylie Minogue the greatest 
pride performer who ever rocked a pair of golden hot pants, in my <laughs> personal opinion, but also an all-singing superstar in her own right, of course. And she talks about how to be an ally to the community. And mm. I've had quite a lot of questions recently about this. I really related to what Danny Minogue said because she said that she gets letters sent to her. Mm. She says, over the years, people feel compelled to write me letters. People tend to open up to me and tell such personal deep stories that maybe they haven't shared with family and friends. When I hear these heartfelt anonymous stories, that's what spurs me on to help. I am always thinking about what I can be doing better and what I can be doing more of. To be an ally, you have to listen first. And from those conversations, you can work out how you can help. Just the other week, I was somewhere. Women came up to me and started telling me their secrets and asking me for my advice. Mm. It's quite quite a peculiar position to be put in. Complete strangers to me, and yet they confide in me. Danny said the first thing to do as an ally is to listen. Mm. I mean, I really related to that. Obviously, not on quite on the scale of Danny Minogue, but it, people do come and tell me tales. What a privileged position to be in. I'm not Helena Peabody, obviously, but people sometimes treat me in real life as if I am, blurring the lines a bit. Yeah. There's an article from Indigo Sapphire Moon, which is titled Stop Assuming We're All Straight. And I thought that was another really good bit of advice Mm. for people who would like to become an ally in this month of Pride. I think it's really important to address these things. Thirdly, and this is taken slightly from article further into the magazine, which is about parenting, which we'll come to in a minute. Someone advises that you have a policy, a go-to phrase that you can use if people are being offensive. It isn't threatening and hopefully it will have an effect something like that's not cool or I'm not sure that's the best thing to say just a phrase that you can use yeah I think that's really useful I think that can be really good and also as we're talking about allies who do play such an important part um, for the community like sometimes if you're an ally then you might have a different emotional reaction to something that for example is homophobic than someone Mm. who is the target of that might have. Absolutely. Say if someone was saying something lesbophobic and me and you were there, Rachel, I might personally be having all sorts of (laughs) hot emotions as a lesbian. Yes. And then you as a wonderful ally, it's maybe slight, sometimes, depends on the situation, Mm. but it might be slightly easier or more comfortable for you to be able to call it out. Yeah. Because if I go in there and call it out, I'm probably bringing a lifetime of experiencing homophobia to the table. Of course you (laughs) Of course you are. That's the good thing about having a policy. And everyone has those situations. And it doesn't have to be about homophobia where you have some sort of run in with someone. And later you turn it Mm. over in your head a million times. Oh, I should have said that. I shouldn't have done this. But if you have a bit of a policy, just vaguely so that you don't have those regrets. And like you say, in that situation, you want to think that an ally will just step up. If you have a policy, I think it's really effective. It really anchors you down in those situations that can be as you say you can get hot you can get flustered and I think it's really important that allies are aware of that and act on that yes I agree I agree Rachel waving a flag (laughs) let's do it it's also like Danny Minogue an awesome ally and you you're an awesome ally and both of you thank you both of you have created content which has massively impacted the queer community 
But you've also, both of you have got an openness and a love about you where you feel like, you know, you're on our side. You feel like someone we can open up to, partly because of the incredible, like the L word and everything that you've been part of mm-hmm. and with Danny, with her music and all of this and this dating show. But also just because you've both got a lovely... You've got the, I don't know, you've got the demeanor. You, 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 you're open, you're loving, and you want to help. You, you've got positive, sunny demeanor. And I think that's really important in an ally as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm blushing, listener. You can't see, but I am blushing right now. That's really lovely. Thank you. Now, Indigo Sapphire Moon, who I mentioned there, yes. she has a couple of articles in this month's magazine mm. and the second one was all about heartbreak oh yes yes <laughs> oh and it really did break my heart reading it and if you have to ask yourself have I had my heart broken then the answer is no you haven't <laughs> <laughs> I think mm. it floors people it certainly did me I can remember I was 21 I was in Edinburgh I was performing a play and I was mm. heartbroken I mean it was so yeah. crippling heartbreak it's not physically you're not in any danger but you feel like you are it's probably doing some of my best acting ever because all my emotions were right there on the surface Mm, indigo her heart is broken but it made her reassess her life on so many levels and she came out of it a very different person. Do you remember your first heartbreak, Roxy? Presuming you've had a heartbreak. Oh, Rachel, what a question. Yes, yes, I've had heartbreak. As you say, it's such a kind of relatable thing. I think so many of us have had a heart broken or broken our own hearts, you know? Yes. And I remember when I split up with a long-term girlfriend and I remember the the visceral pain of that. You you mm. can't breathe, you can't function. And it's so physical, like it's, it's really all-consuming. And the pain was brutal and the crying was excessive. But what I love about Indigo's essay is that sort of exploring how the end of a relationship can feel like the end of a world, but it's also an opportunity for a new beginning You come to terms, hopefully in time, with the end of of a love in your life and with the end of, well, this is what my life used to look like. But then I've certainly found in my own life that then that next period, when you can start pushing through some of that pain and you can kind of think, okay, so let's have a serious look at at yourself and at your life and figure out what you want Mm, from life. mm. Figure out what you want in terms of future relationships, but also in terms of what you want. Because suddenly... Suddenly it's all about you, baby. Yeah. Suddenly it's like, okay, hang on a second. I've been in this relationship and I'm sure that that relationship had wonderful parts, but now you're in a new phase. I love the regeneration. Yes. I love the, the getting back in touch with yourself yeah. and then figuring out how you want to move forward. And yes, you, you are still wounded from that heartbreak, but then you can go forward with a newfound perspective, you know, lessons learned from the heartbreak. Lessons learned. Absolutely. This is at the core, the very existential beating heart of Diva in a way, because it's when we talk about love and who we love. And then if others try and tell you, you can't love that person, that it's wrong or it's shameful. That's what's at the core of Diva saying, it's fine. We're celebrating who we love, whoever you love. Part Diva. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So in this issue, we have got the Pride Parenting Special, which is a dazzling 10-page bonanza of writing all about queer parenting, queer families. There's first-person essays, there's advice, there's interviews, there's all sorts of stuff in there. It's really important at Diva for us to try and show different ways that you can be queer, different life stages, different ages. And even in 2023, there's still not that much out there about queer parenting. There really isn't. Mm. So we felt like it was really important that we put some real time and love and attention into this topic, which is what the Pride Parenting Special is all about. For me, as a parent, I learned a lot. Fascinating to hear these different perspectives. Krista's piece, Krista McKenzie, our editorial assistant, that piece almost had me in tears. It's called What I Wish All Parents of Queer Children Understood. Would you like to read that, Roxy? Would you like to read that piece? Dear mother, I wish you understood that I just want to be happy. I wish you understood that this world is isolating enough as it is without me losing you. And I wish that you could have my back. I wish that my queerness would not make me any less worthy of you. And I wish I knew that you would always fight for me. Mother, I wish for love. Sometimes it feels like that is the only thing that will keep the world from crushing me. Do you understand? I'm not joking when I say it makes me well up. It really makes me well up. Krista had the experience that Krista had. But I think it's really informative to other parents, whatever the identity of their child. Krista goes on to say, however, the journey your child takes is not something you can plan out because they are not just your child, but their own person as well. You need to be prepared for your child to be their own person. And I think as a mother of a 13, nearly 14 year old, just identity 
on whatever level, you have to be prepared for your child to be the person they are. But very eloquently captured there, I think, by Krista, it really resonated with me. And having a Pride Parenting special, I found it quite an emotional read, Roxy. I'm really sort of grateful to Diva for giving this. Whether it's parenting as a gay person or parenting of a gay person, I thought it was really well pitched and really interesting and insightful and helpful, which is another thing about the magazine this month. There seems to be so much great advice in there. There are many celebratory pieces as well about the parenting. The Truth About Raising Gabies by Rebecca Dandridge. Rebecca says, Without any LGBTQIA role models, I wasn't aware of the potential pitfalls. I struggled in those early years, overcompensating because my partner didn't have a biological connection, sharing too much of my perceived maternal role and justifying my place in the family. As Rebecca says in her article, it's not something we've got a whole lot of representation about or a whole lot of like straightforward advice about from from other people who have lived through it and can share their experiences. And so that's very powerful. And I also loved the the donor diaries piece. So I loved mm. hearing from almost the other side of the story, what it's like to find the donor, mm. if that's the route you're going to go down for your family. What was great with the special is having all sorts of different voices in there and different people who've had different experiences from it I think that's help hopefully helpful and certainly interesting oh gosh I'm sure it is having heard from Kate and from Rebecca about their donor experiences let's now hear from two friends of mine in the states Alex and Angela about their rainbow family and their life in California with this month's Beyond Borders so I have really really vivid dreams and I always remember them In the morning, I write them down and I have many, many notebooks full of my dreams. Years and years ago when, I think it was the first season of The L Word and Angela was a writer on The L Word, but I wasn't a writer on The L Word yet. I had a dream that Angela had cheated on me. We had been together for many years at this point and I woke up and I was really, really mad at her. And and it didn't go away. I stayed mad. Angela. It's not fair. And now Angela is going to tell her perspective. Well, I didn't do anything. I what? I I was sleeping. I woke up. Alex was mad at me <laughs> for something that I did in her dream, but it was like I was in the doghouse. But I didn't. But Alex was acting like I had for days and days. It took weeks <laughs> to get rid of the emotional thing. <laughs> Anyways, I thought this was so hilarious that we wrote it into the L word. It's a Shane and Carmen storyline. This is Alexandra Kondraki. I'm a writer and filmmaker in Hollywood. I go by Alex. Everybody calls me Alex. And I'm sitting in my office with my wife, Angela Robinson. Hi. Okay, hi. My name's Angela Robinson. I'm a filmmaker and TV writer that lives in LA. Did a movie called Debs and worked on The L Word a bunch. And I'm here with my long time love and partner in my life and wife. (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to tell how we got married, which kind of happened many times. But the first time we met in 1995 at NYU Film School. That's New York University Film School. New York. In New York. (laughs) And when I met her, she was straight. 
By the end of the year, we were living together. <laughs> we moved to L.A., but by 2007, we decided, okay, now the laws have changed and we can become domestic partners. We thought all we had to do was go to the West Hollywood Town Hall and sign a bunch of papers and become domestic partners. So we thought, great, <laughs> let's go do that. West Hollywood is a city within Los Angeles. It's a very gay city, and it's got its own city government drove over there to the cute little West Hollywood City Hall and we filled out the paperwork and these nice gay men threw confetti at us literally. <laughs> so we thought we were just domestic partners. Yeah. And then we found out that no, actually our accountant said you're domestic partners as long as you're in West Hollywood. West Hollywood's super small. But when you cross into Hollywood or let's say Beverly Hills you're not domestic partners anymore. <laughs> and by the way, we didn't live in West Hollywood. We lived in Hollywood. So every day our rights would change as we drove back and forth through <laughs> West Hollywood. So we were domestic partners and we had rights that we were not domestic partners and did not have rights. Cross you crossed La Cienega Boulevard and you're no longer married. <laughs> In May of 2008, the California Supreme Court found that barring gay couples from marriage violated the state constitution. And so gay marriage became legal in California. Yay! Yay! But we didn't rush out to get married. <laughs> so I was busy getting pregnant. You were busy getting pregnant. And yeah. then one of our friends told us, hey, listen, you really need to get married because there's this thing called Proposition 8. This is when Obama was on the ballot to become president. And in our state, California, California Prop 8 was on the ballot. It's going to make gay marriage illegal. On November 3rd, we were campaigning for Obama in Nevada because Nevada is a swing state. November 3rd, 2008, yeah. And then we drove back from Nevada. And we stopped to get gas, literally to go get married before midnight so we'd be grandfathered in. Then there was this woman at the gas station handing out leaflets, basically saying, ban gay marriage. And we were like, we're going to get married right now. <laughs> So we drove to our friend's house, and our friend had become a universal life minister, got married, had a glass of champagne, basically went home. Yeah. And that was it. And then the next day, it became illegal to get married for gay people. But Obama got elected. But so. Obama got elected. We're sitting here with our baby daddy, George. George Reyes. Hi, George. And there was like kind of like an impromptu protest, I remember. Yeah. Everyone just kind of got together and decided to march down Santa Monica Boulevard, which is the main thoroughfare in West Hollywood, it got kind of dicey. We were right on the front lines, yeah, yeah. and some cop pushed me, and I was pregnant, and you went crazy yelling at the cop. Yeah, I was like, why are you pushing her? She's pregnant. And it, it was it was a little scary, I remember. But Angela did not come to the protest. I figured I did enough protesting <laughs> <laughs> over the years. <laughs> I've been on many a protest and marching in many a street. August 4th, 2010, and they declared that Prop 8 was a violation of due process and equal protection. The U.S. Supreme Court declared that same-sex marriage was legal in the whole country. We and thousands of other gay people raced down to San Francisco to celebrate. And we've got this really cute picture of our son, Diego. Take it at 1029 p.m. Now we were legally married, we're like, everywhere. Country. Not just West Hollywood, not just California, but actually in the United States of America. <laughs> this was my super random P.S. I was working on an episode of True Blood. I wrote in this whole scene where Bill Compton was trying to get vampire rights recognized, <laughs> basically. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we had a whole speech where he talks about getting different rights and how the rights keep getting changed for vampires. It was based on our trials and tribulations trying to be legally recognized for our marriage. It's a very gray, gloomy, gloomy day in Santa Monica, California, and it makes you... It makes you sound like NPR. That's National Public Radio. National Public Radio. Here in the U.S. Here in the U.S. This is Alex Kondracki, and I'm sitting here with... Angela Robinson. And... George Reyes. We are a very unconventional family, although we don't really think of ourselves as an unconventional family. We call it tri-parenting. When our son, Diego, was in preschool, they called us the triumvirate. (laughs) (laughs) Many years ago, and my mom had just died, and my mom's family is from Mexico, so I went to Mexico. This friend and I visited George. I was teaching uh, film and video production screenwriting. Tecnológico de Monterrey, with university system in Mexico. It's sort of like the MIT of Mexico. I thought George would be like a really good person to be a possible sperm donor. I really thought that my mother would have loved him. Did I ever tell you that? You did. I lured George to come to live in Los Angeles. I convinced him to come live in LA, right? So I came to Los Angeles. You guys helped me get that job as... An assistant. <laughs> Angela and I had decided that he was our first choice to be the sperm donor dad of our kid. I was supposed to ask him. He would come home and Angela would say, well, did you ask him? <laughs> and she never asked him. I chickened out like 10 times. I was so nervous. It's a big deal to ask somebody, yeah. And you had did not suspect. No, no, I didn't suspect at all. <laughs> we got like frozen yogurt or something, and then you were going to ask him there. And then I was like, did you ask him? And then you were like, no. I'm going to go bike riding on the beach. And then you came back from bike riding. I said, did you ask him? And you were like, no. I still want to be the one to ask him. And then Alex leaves for the bathroom, and I just couldn't stand it anymore. So, <laughs> so I was sitting there with George, and I was like, George, Alex and I have been thinking, and Alex really wants to ask you, but she keeps chickening out so i'm just gonna ask you will you be our donor and have a baby with us alex was acting a little a little squirrely and she like popped up and went to the bathroom and then the question came out and i'm like oh okay i mean it's a pretty big life decision and i answered pretty quickly that just kind of clicked it's like oh this would be great so i said yes i said yes and then you came back and then angela just said i asked him yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had been in the back of my mind in general for a long time. When you guys asked me, I was like, yeah, this, this seems like the right thing to do. I did say, I, as long as I can be part of the child's life, that was really important to me. You guys were definitely on board with that, so that kind of sealed it. That's the story, and now we're all here. Our kid's about to turn 14. It worked it's pretty, out. It's pretty awesome. Our kid's pretty awesome. Our family's pretty awesome. Go team. Yeah. <laughs> We have just finished two days of parties for our about-to-be 14-year-old son. Last night, there was a slumber party, and I just went downstairs to survey the damage, found that every single cup in the house was now dirty, and then I tried on a wetsuit that my son is complaining is too small for him. He and I are the same height. I'm about a tenth of an inch taller. (laughs) That won't last. But we're just sitting on the carpet, reading the New York Times to each other and playing video games. And I'm about to really get into cleaning up the house. Oh, yeah, while wearing a wetsuit and stretching it out for my son. 
I'm someone who was very athletic. I was always hiking and skiing and playing tennis and biking and sailing. I would go biking for hours and hours in the hills of Griffith Park, kind of near where the Hollywood sign is. Rachel Shelley even had a nickname for me, which was Action Kondraki. But last September, after years of being incredibly careful about COVID, I caught COVID. And I really thought I was going to be like everybody else. So I'd be sick for a week or two weeks, and then I'd get better. But I didn't get better. I'm still not the person I was before COVID. Like a lot of people, I have long COVID. None of my doctors told me that after you have COVID, it's really important to give yourself a lot of rest because your body isn't done with the virus and the virus is not done with you. You haven't necessarily beaten it. It's not just don't exercise, it's don't stress yourself out. I was making an animated film at the time. By the end of the half day, I couldn't walk to my car. I could barely drive home. I had to lie down in the car and rest. Right at that moment, I had kind of a crisis and I couldn't sleep for seven days. I realized that I was having, for the first time in my life, anxiety. This is actually one symptom of long COVID, but I didn't know it at the time. There are many theories about long COVID. Some people think that reservoirs of the virus may hide in the body for a long time. I spent months in bed. I basically think of myself as having been in hibernation this year. I saw 17 doctors terrified that the rest of my life was gonna be like this. Finally, a friend recommended her doctor. With his help, I finally started to get better. And then I also found an acupuncturist. I now see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm not sure that I will ever really be the person that I was before I got COVID. Every COVID infection damages your immune system. It's a disease that can infect every organ in your body. And while I have gotten a lot better, millions of other people will probably never recover. The pandemic is not over unless there's really a concerted effort to solve this problem. So please, please realize that every infection carries the risk of long COVID and protect yourself. Because take it from me, you do not want to get long COVID. Nothing is worth this. So that was Alex Kondraki and Angela Robinson and their beautiful Beyond Borders. Thank you so much to them for sending that. I love this idea that they talk about there of reality bleeding into fiction. And there's that theme again of blurred lines. I live with a screenwriter. I see it all the time, like little moments bleeding into scripts that then feature in fictitious lives that appear on our screens. This dream story that Alex talks about, how that became an L word story for characters there, I think that's hilarious. And that Angela wrote yeah. into the vampire story and all these vampire shows are about minorities and how they're mistreated and how they feel sidelined by society. So I think that's really fascinating to me. Actually, that's one of the reasons why I set up the podcast Pants, because of that sort of blurred lines, like it's really blurry in that dynamic, Where what's on screen, what's in real life, what's been scripted. 
I think that's really quite fascinating. I agree with you, Rachel, that it's so interesting when you can see sort of behind the behind the curtain a little bit about how art and real life bleed into one another and shape each other. I think that's fantastically interesting. And I also, I just love that Beyond Borders because I love that they were talking about their family mm. journey and their, you know, marriage equality mm. and how their rights would change depending on, you know, where they'd driven that day, which is... It's hilarious, isn't it? It's hilarious. Yeah, what the hell? Like just driving. <laughs> and as they say, West Hollywood yeah. within Los Angeles, it's a tiny yeah. little area and you just drive in and out. Oh, there you got rights. Oh, no, you haven't. As you cross La Cienega, <laughs> one of the main roads there. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, that that's is crazy. crazy. But it, I thought it was very generous of them to share so much because that's quite a intimate story. Anyone's yes. donor diaries, as it were, that's very intimate. Yeah. Hannah and Jake Graff also share quite an intimate story and they're featured in this parenting special. Their book, which is a memoir called Becoming Us, is coming out very soon. Hannah and Jake are the UK's premier trans power couple as well as now being parents to two gorgeous daughters. Roxy, can you tell us a little bit about Hannah and Jake for those listeners who maybe don't know them? Yeah, absolutely. So they are, as you say, the UK's premier trans power couple. They're both activists and amazing role models, as well as being lovely people who do fantastic things. Oh my goodness, they are such a sweetheart couple. Really lovely. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to see them. So in 2013, Hannah came out as a trans woman and became one of the highest ranking trans soldiers in the British Army. She got an MBE in 2019 for all the charity work she does and she's just awesome and Jake is just yep. as fantastic he's an award-winning writer director and actor as well as being an out trans man and talking openly about that experience and they're just such a gorgeous couple and then in their new memoir Becoming Us they really open up about this fascinating and beautiful journey they've been on to uh, becoming who they are and to starting their yeah, family yeah absolutely I work with Jake on something called Different for Girls, which was a webisode. Oh, yes. And it was such a pleasure to work with him. They really do work together really well. And I've interviewed them before. They, they're all about increasing acceptance and understanding of the transgender experience, raising visibility, spreading some much needed love and understanding around transgender people and their lives. They are really doing all they can and have a lot of admiration for them having met them and talked to them about what they've gone through it's lovely their book sounds like it's going to be really interesting and there's this lovely little extract from becoming us which jake writes if i consider all the twists and turns the huge life decisions the specific ways the stars aligned so that hannah and i met when we did and built this family together it's as far-fetched as a fairy tale that's just lovely. I love that. <laughs> really nice. Because it yeah. was for them. It's such a complicated route for them to find their family. And there's so many resources in the magazine. Lots of support groups and information sites. Just a real, as you say, a bumper bonanza. Well done, Roxy. Hurrah for that. Oh, thank you, Rachel. And well done to everyone involved in it. I think everyone kind of being so open about their experiences and then us bringing that together is hopefully a really powerful, useful thing. I think it 
definitely is. Now, Roxy, you also have an interview with Laura Kay, the author Laura Kay and her latest novel, Wild Things. What can you tell me about that? So Laura Kay is one of my favourite writers, bit of a queen of the queer rom-com. So she writes these gorgeous, funny, gorgeous, lovely novels. (laughs) The new one, Wild Things, is in my opinion her best yet. It's all about this main character, Elle, who secretly got a crush on her best friend, which I think is a kind of classic, relatable scenario. For Wild Things, she challenges herself to do one wild thing every month for a year. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) fun year. And One of the wild things is going to live on almost like a queer commune in the countryside. And they all go and live together or have all sorts of adventures. But it's so much fun and it's really escapist. And I just loved it. So it was great to chat to Laura. And be massively well reviewed. Yes. All over the world. Is Laura English? Yes, she is indeed. She is English. But this book's come out in the States as well. And there was a review in, I think, the New York Times. Like, it's just, it's really doing fantastically, which is so good to see. That's really good good to see now Roxy what's the wildest thing you've ever done <laughs> that we that we can actually talk about on Pod Diva <laughs> oh my goodness I feel like I've done lots of wild oh. things I feel like I've, I've been a wild one wild things that are suitable to talk about on Pod Diva well that narrows it down <laughs> moving to Australia just because I fell in love and thought yeah sure let's do it getting a one-way ticket to the other side of the world that was pretty wild that was good that was a good one that's really wild what about more recently have you done anything wild recently I'm not sure if I have that's like safe to talk about like (laughs) (laughs) I just I'm just gonna be mysterious and say I've done all sorts of wild things but I couldn't possibly comment What I couldn't about- possibly comment. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? What's the wild things you've been doing? I don't know. I was thinking about that. Like wild, what's wild? I once crashed in a hot air balloon. Oh, God. That was pretty wild. Yeah. But obviously that wasn't a choice. <laughs> it's not like I said, <laughs> I'm going to go up in this hot air balloon and then I'm going to crash because that would be fun. No. And actually looking back, it was incredibly dangerous. We were all yeah. lucky to survive, but it was quite a quite an amazing thing we just came down very slowly as you do in hot air balloons Mm. over a housing estate and we were looking into people's back gardens and into their living rooms and they were like (gasps) as we went over because we were so close skimming the tops of their roofs and did a bit of bumpity bump and then actually ended up coming down on a bit of grass yeah not much bigger than a small garden that's it was only afterwards that I realized quite how dangerous it was which is probably just as well because otherwise I'd have been yeah. freaking out as it was I was quite calm like oh, <laughs> oh my goodness but that was in Australia as well so maybe that's where the wild things happen down under that's such a bumper issue Roxy with so much advice and so much heartfelt writing really quite gorgeous and a lot of fun pieces in there as well my lovely Roxy my sun-kissed queen of all queers can you tell me what pod diva listeners have to look forward to in the next couple of weeks please apart from the brimming back catalogue the extensive shimmering archive of over 100 episodes now on pod diva a glowing selection just waiting for you to bathe in. But apart from that, what new pieces do we have coming up in the next couple of weeks, Roxy? 
So we have got some really exciting episodes coming up. Next week, we go deep. We go really deep with Jade Fox, who is an awesome video creator and style influencer on Instagram and YouTube. And that is a fantastic interview. And then the following week, back by popular demand, we have the fabulous Ali Hendry and her relationship room guest, Jenny Williams. The relationship room is, of course, a safe place to discuss discuss ideas that help us navigate interpersonal relationships. And in this episode, Ali will be focusing on the work Jenny does on her platform, which is called Undressing Disability. It should be a really fascinating listen, actually. Jenny Williams is the CEO of the charity Enhance the UK. It's a charity run by disabled people. And then we do have an interview in the magazine only, all about <laughs> and I really can't help myself. I'm so excited by this. An interview from Nick Krasara, our deputy editor, with da -da 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 -da! Roxy Alexandra Ship from Barbie. Barbie. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. It's directed by Greta Gerwig <laughs> and starring the delectable Margot Robbie. Worth going gay for, if I'm allowed to say that. And Ryan Gosling, who's worth going straight for. <laughs> I think it also has a host of other people who are fantastic. All the Hollywood mm. queer listers, the Hollywood Q listers, maybe. maybe. Are we allowed to say that? Sure. Yes, maybe that's what we're allowed to say. Film is released July 21st. And I, for one, I'm already planning what I'm going to wear for that opening night. Some pink outfit. Absolutely. Go along with my daughter. We're probably going to have to go vintage shopping because neither of us, we realised, have anything pink, weirdly. So we're going to go and we're going to get dressed up and we're going to squeal all our way through it. I can't wait. I love how much like excitement and hype Barbie evokes in people. Yeah. I'm the same. Like bloody hell, bring me a bit of Barbie. Can't wait. Get my pink on. It's a really good feel good summer movie, which I think we can all do with sitting in a nice air conditioned cinema over the summer. Woohoo. It'll be great. <laughs> I'm really excited. And then we have a complete 180 degree pivot. <laughs> pivot. To the stars of Ultimatum, Queer Love, which is a reality show Yes, on Netflix. Yes. Now, Roxy, you spoke a bit about this in your always spot on editor's letter. Can you read a little from that, please? I can indeed. I should preface this by saying that I'm, I'm a bit of a reality TV addict. So, yes, I've got all sorts of highbrow, fancy falutin, highfalutin taste. But I also love me a little bit of queer trash. Of course. You need a bit of trash. <laughs> Everyone does. That. Everyone loves it. We all yeah. love a bit of trash. So, the bit from the editor's letter. The reality is that reality TV ain't for everyone. But the beauty of the sheer breadth of on-screen rep on offer right now is that you get to pick and choose from this ginormous sapphic smorgasbord. <laughs> Skip what you don't fancy and feast on the rest. Brilliantly said, Roxy. As always, a sapphic smorgasbord because that's what you deserve. Oh, gosh, yes. You deserve to have your choice. You can do trash and you can do highbrow. And then, dear divas, we are taking a short summer break. Roxy and I are packing our polka dot bikinis and heading off to various beaches. <laughs> Not that I need more sun, you understand. I'm actually suffering a bit in this heat. But I fancy having somewhere just a little bit more glamorous to cool down in rather than just under the garden hose pipe. So I've got to get away before the hosepipe ban comes in. 
Otherwise, I won't be able to do that either. <laughs> we won't oh leave goodness. you alone in the dark, though, my dear Pod Diva listener. Each week, I'll dust off one of my favorite episodes and send it your way just to keep in touch. So we'll keep in touch over the summer. And then Roxy and I will return, having recharged our solar panels in early September with more love, life and laughter to light the way into autumn. So that's what we've got coming up for you over the summer, my lovely Pod Diva listeners. Until then, remember Divas, you are your own little light. Shine bright, shine true, and we'll see you in September. We'll see you in September. Stay cool while it's so hot, you gorgeous Pod Diva listener. Have a fabulous Pride season. Have a fabulous summer. And we can't wait to get all snuggled up with you again come September. Oh, yes. (laughs) Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every week, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.